Welcome to the Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church. We hope our broadcast will bless you. Please turn in your Bibles to Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 to 3 for our scripture reading. Jonah chapter 1, 1 to 3. And it reads, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Good morning, church. It's good to be here again. Yeah, today we're going to talk about Jonah a little bit, but uh, I'm interested in some of the inside spiritual lessons in the life of uh, Jonah. So, let's bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you for a beautiful day, sunshine, very great weather. For some of us, it's challenging to be in the cold, but we thank you that uh, you are a just God and you balance it for all of us. I pray that as we listen to you this morning, we'll be blessed and we'll go home with uh, a mission that is clear for our individual needs and our individual tasks. Bless this Sabbath day, bless this church. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, when we think about uh, fishing, as John Don is done, right? As Don said, it's uh, men catching fish. But uh, when a fish <laughs> catches a human being, how do you call that? So I don't think we have a word for that, right? <laughs> so in the book of Jonah, uh, one thing that is outstanding and that we think of Im- quickly, it's uh, the big fish. It's a big fish. And uh, today we're not going to talk about the big fish, but because the picture is there, I will just say a few things about it. You know, <laughs> this uh, story has been so uh, famous uh, that uh, many, many, many kids have gone to bed with that story. But uh, unfortunately, many sailors I've not had sleep because of that story too. <laughs> so, and uh, there are many critics that say, um, historically we cannot prove, we cannot prove that, uh, because the New Testament translation of uh, uh, some of the Bible texts that refer to Jonah mentioned the well, and you know in many Bible when you see the title, you see Jonah and the well, and they said, no, 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 this is not possible. Uh, even though the, the Hebrew says a big fish, and that is very generic to talk about all kind of fish, and uh, even the Greek that says fish, it doesn't say the whale, but the translation, modern translation, say the whale, and they say that uh, uh, it it is impossible because uh, whales are cetaceans and they they have a very uh, narrow throat and they cannot swallow a human being, 
And so they, they challenge the historicity of, uh, of uh, the big fish in the Bible. And they said, uh, but it's not possible because even the biggest fish, because whales are no fish, you know, and the biggest fish is the whale cat. And the whale cat can only swallow uh, a, 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 a grapefruit, cannot swallow more than a grapefruit. So they, they say that it's not possible for, for that story to be real. So for us, if no fish, if they can't swallow a human being, but the Bible tells us that Jonah was swallowed by a fish, that's a miracle. Amen? So for us, uh, we see a miracle. God who created the fish could have sent a special fish that could swallow uh, uh, Jonah. And you know, scientists say uh, no human being can even live for 15 minutes in the belly of uh, a whale shark because of uh, the enzyme there will be, will be digested in just 15 seconds. Again, that is a miracle for Jonah to have been in that place for three days. Amen. And uh, in the book of Jonah, as uh, our sister read for us, this is the call that was given to Jonah. Let's read again. Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bought for that pot, and he bound for that pot. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. You know, what God was asking Jonah, with what Jonah experienced when he was young, with the, the, the brutality of the Assyrians, what they do to their enemies, is like... Uh, it's like uh, <laughs> asking the prime minister of, uh, of, of Israel to go to Palestine and tell them to repent. Or it's like asking Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, to go to Russia and ask them to repent. So it was something very difficult. You know, the Assyrians were very brutal when they conquer a nation. What they do, they kill almost all the men that can, can challenge them, they keep women and young kids, take the animals. And I'm sure Jonah had a pet. His, nom, his name as dove, meaning dove. I, I, I imagine him having some birds' pets and having some doves and seeing those Assyrians destroying all his pets. So Jonah grew with bitterness. He, he didn't want to to forgive that nation. So Judah's problem was not uh, cowardice. Rather, it was resentment against the Lord for giving the hated enemy a chance to repent. 
So he didn't want uh, the, the Ninevites to, to have that opportunity because Jonah knew God's heart. He knew that there was a chance for those wicked enemies to have grace, to have mercy. Jonah received a call on a mission and direct from the Lord. And he had probably carried out many missions for the Lord in Israel before. But Jonah was surprised by God's call to go to Nineveh, the great city of Assyria, and preach repentance to its hidden inhabitants. Rebellion rose in Jonah's heart. Jonah was torn between his loyalty to God and the sweep of his emotions. The latter were at the fever pitch and in the hand determined its action. Jonah was afraid lest his preaching of repentance should avert from Nineveh the destruction which it is uh, that was to come upon them. So I ask you today, are you plagued with doubt, hesitations, and despair when you think about the demands of Christian life? Brothers, the solution to your anxiety to avoid these trials and challenges of the Christian life is not in a cold discussion of the commandment of God, much less in isolation or estrangement from God or from the fellowship of your church family. There is no satisfaction, brothers and sisters, no protection, no peace apart from the will and presence of God. On the contrary, let us tell God our emotions. Jonah could have just presented to God, please God, help me first process this before you send me. So, brothers and sisters, no matter how unfit the place we may be, the ears of God's mercy are open, are open to our cry. As desolate and dark as the place is, it can be transformed into a true temple by the praying child of God. Amen? Yes. You don't understand what uh, the world is about today. Inflation everywhere. You know, as we go about Thanksgiving, we don't have to thank God only when all things are great, all things are nice, when gas price is below $2, when, when your bank account is good. No, no, no. Jonas, Jonas didn't... Yeah, sorry, I'm saying the name in French. In French, is Jonas. So I have to say Jonah. Jonah, all right. So, first lesson, no price is worth running away from the will of the presence of God. Amen? No price. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the door, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will lay hold of me. So there is no place, my brothers, too deep and dark that Jesus won't come and find you. 
And I, I said I was not going to go deep into Jonah's story, why he, he, he was thrown to, to, into the sea, how God sent the big fish, and etc. But God heard him in that place. And that was a miracle for us. So wherever you find yourself today, you are mad at the church, you are mad at your elders, <laughs> things don't go the way you think, thinking that uh, I'll just stay home, I, I, I won't come again, or I'll just watch YouTube videos, maybe that's not the solution. First, the second lesson is prejudices and personal resentment can destroy the best mission project. God calls, God sends. It is not about what I think, what I can do. It is about being obedient to God. He knows the plan, He knows the result. Don't judge the people. Be God's vessel of the good news for God wants all to be saved. Don't be selfish, narrow minded. Or have a sectarian spirit. You know, what happened to Nineveh? This big, very brutal, cruel nation. Think about Muslims today. Think about uh, Buddhists. How they are persecuting other religions. Is there hope for them to be saved? Yes. We shouldn't be judging them. We shouldn't be saying, oh man, some cities are lost. There is too much immorality going on. There's nothing we can do here. Let's go to Africa and preach. We can make a difference here. God is not the God of partiality. Deuteronomy 10, 17, Romans 2, 11. We need to be concerned for the sinners, whoever, wherever they are, for God is. The good news is only the good news when we realize there is bad news. Jonah was to give bad news and it brought about the salvation of the people. Ellen White says, there is danger when we hesitate and when we doubt. As the prophet Jonah, those of the difficulties and seeming impossibility of this commission, he was tempted to question the wisdom of the call. While he hesitated, still doubting, Satan overwhelmed him with discouragement. In the charge given him, Jonah had been instructed with a heavy responsibility, yet he who had bidden him to go was able to sustain his servant and grant him success. Amen? You know the story. Jonah after three days, he, 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 he didn't obey the first call, but when he heard the voice the second time and he came out of the fish, <laughs> he, he was not even convinced. The way he was presenting the message, in 40 days, your city will be destroyed. He made sure that not many people heard him. He made sure that the little Assyrian he understood was not well articulated. But angels carried those voices, his voice, his words, and the message was so clear. Everybody understood, the king, and everybody repented. Amen. So don't think that uh, God cannot use you. Just be willing, just be obedient. 
lesson three, God's punishment for judgment on his children for their disobedience can affect other people. On the boat, those sailors lost almost everything. But even if they too, thinking that he was running away from God, God still used him there. So Jonah was a powerful preacher. That little message led the mariner to confess God. Even though they lost, they were able to give their life to God. Lesson four, we may have noble motives. The essential in life are invisible. The invisible presence of God in our life makes us to walk with him and grow. God uses a running missionary, the unlikely missionary, to accomplish his will. From hurting, God led Jonah to healing. From his turmoil, God led him to truth. And from the forgotten to the found. When the men fear God, when Jonah told them that he worshipped the God who reigned over the sea and the earth, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. So when he was running away, God still knew there were some some seven children that didn't know about him. And far away from God's mission, God still saved his children. Those men gave their life to God and made vow to worship the God that Jonah saves. The pagan sailor heard the gospel. God is the God of heaven who made all things. They were told what to do, throw Jonah overboard, and they obeyed. The sailors who are not Jews are described as exemplary believers, addressing to God the most touching prayers. But the punishment, judgment that comes upon God's children for their disobedience can most likely affect other people, especially unbelievers to whom we were supposed to set an example and model a life to the glory of God. Amen? Yes. There, there are so many challenges in our Christian life today. But people are watching us. What we say, what we do, can lead people to the true God. You know, the tension between partisans in politics, sometimes in the family, the way we even react with our neighbors, with our colleagues. I pray that the Holy Spirit will help us to understand that what we do speak louder than what we say. Men can see the work of God through our lives and in turn glorify Him, fear Him, give Him offerings and make Him promises. We didn't succeed with any strategy. But our first convert told us, you will see his picture before I finish. He told us, Mr. Bade, you never wanted to argue with me on theological issues. You never wanted to criticize my religion. And in five years, I've been watching you I want to be a Christian like you. No Bible study, no seminar. Just by watching us five years, that young, pious Muslim decided to be a Christian. He said, I don't want to be a Christian like any other Christian I see. I want to be a Christian like you, Mr. Badi. 
Brothers and sisters, sometimes souls are brought to Christ through difficult moments when we are obedient. Jesus six were forgotten. The demoniac of Mark chapter 5 went from being a maniac to a missionary. His testimony led more than 4,000 people to Christ. Peter Simon led only 3,000 people to Christ. Have we ever missed a miracle focusing on the wrong details? You know, when people are saying, Shark whales cannot swallow. Cetaceans cannot swallow a human being. We see a miracle. Because God who created them can open their throat and make it flexible to accommodate a human being. And if God could make lions to become vegetarians for Daniel, there is no thing impossible for God to do. Jonah, the missionary, seemed to be the weak link in this missionary story. Jonah was not ready to have a Ninevite as a neighbor in heaven. Unfortunately, the COVID has made some many people to even feel that way. I don't want Stacy to be my neighbor in heaven. She doesn't believe the way I see COVID issue, the way I see politics, etc. God have mercy. Jonah was not ready. Are we in the same situation? The story of Jonah teaches that sometimes the messenger in the main, is the main obstacle to the work of the proclamation of the gospel. And as missionaries, we can tell you this is so true. Our ontological approach to mission, we judge everything we see. But do you know that I learned among Muslims how to take my prayer life seriously in my previous mission experience. Some of you know that we started praying seven times a day because we were challenged by our Muslim friend who said, you Christians don't pray enough. We pray five times a day. You pray only three times a week. That's how we started praying seven times a day. When we read in Psalm 119, Psalm 119 verse 164. You know that story, so I don't want to waste time on that. Jonah had not learned to love as God loves. God calls Jonah to go to Nineveh because God loves the Ninevites and wants them in his kingdom. But God also called Jonah because God loves Jonah. He wants Jonah to grow and be more like him as they walk together. If you are here this morning, it's because you love God. It's because you want God to speak to you again today. Is there anybody in your neighborhood, in your family that you stop talking to because of different reasons, start praying for that person. And you will see love will come when you pray for that person. I've seen that missionary, we pray only to see results. We don't pray for people to just be what God wants them to be. We pray for them to come to our denomination. We don't pray for God's will to be done in their life. And if we pray like that, we don't love them. The love is not there. The Lord has a time to judge every society. The messengers of God do not have to judge or condemn a people group thinking that there is no salvation or grace for them. The word of God can transform the lives of people in big cities whom many evangelists consider lost to the kingdom of heaven. We can't say Jonah was a good steward. He was not. He didn't manage well his time. 
It went almost a thousand miles in the opposite direction. But God used a fish. <laughs> the, the distance he did, many days God used a fish to take him back to the right direction. Amen. Stewardship is a privilege given to us by God for nurture in love and the victory of selfishness. Jonah was still suffering from revenge, resentment. The steward rejoices in the blessing that comes to others. He was to go and be a blessing to the Assyrians, but he didn't want them to be blessed. He was not happy that they would share also with the grace of his Lord. So, if we don't rejoice in the blessing that comes to others, we are not good stewards. As I was saying to the beginning, today I will tell you why Thanksgiving is not always easy, even though we have a lot to be thankful for. Amen? It's not always easy. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So who was thankful for the high price of gas? <laughs> or who, are, who is thankful because it's going down? Oh, yeah, yeah, man, we need to be honest, right? <laughs> yeah, we are all thankful because prices are going down. But the Bible says we should be thankful in all circumstances. And uh, working the 10, 14 windows, there are many circumstances that will not make you happy will not make you to feel like being thankful. Can we give thanks in all circumstances? Yes, we can. Because we've seen miracles in the past 16 years we've been working with AFM. My conviction is God needs me back there. As you prayerfully consider to continue to support the Denji project, I mean the Maghreb project, may God bless you abundantly. May God help you to also be a missionary where you are because we can all change a life where we are your neighbors start praying for them and the Lord will use you are we going to have our goal rich I am sure we will by God's grace we still have free speaking appointment God knows how he will answer our prayer again this year and we look forward to Teaming up again with you, and may God bless you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. As we we are challenged not to judge, not to rebel against you, because circumstances are not always right and not pleasant. May we trust you. And may we live the faith that you, we've, we've, we have in you. Thank you for the Midland Church. Lord, despite all the, the challenges, <clears throat> despite the, the various needs, Lord, you have made them one of our strong support for all these years. Continue to bless each family. Continue to provide for them for their different needs, 
individually, family, families, and also for the church. And as they pray for us, and as they consider how they can increase or support more, may we also continue to, to see how this effort will yield more souls for your kingdom. Thank you for your faithfulness and bless us as we worship you in the rest of the Sabbath. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Happy Sabbath again and God bless you. You have been listening to the broadcast from the Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church at 2420 East Ashman in Midland, Michigan. If you are in the area, we cordially invite you to visit our church Saturday mornings. If you are a distance away, we encourage you to continue visiting our website and weekly podcast at midlandsda.org.